0: Hello, 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 everyone.
1: oh everybody. How are you guys doing tonight? Welcome to Bridge Youth. Welcome, welcome. Hope y'all are doing well. Yeah, yeah.
2: My name's Michaela.
1: And my name is Kenneth. And we're so happy that you guys are all here to join us with Bridge Youth tonight. If it's your first time here, you don't have to believe to belong. We see that every week. We're just so glad yep. that you chose to be here tonight. And we just want to include you guys in
2: our family. Yeah, so we're going to jump into this thing we call family time. So go ahead and ask. The people around you, Kenneth, did you want to announce the question that we have for tonight? Yeah, totally. So, who
1: are you going to be dressing up as for Halloween? Ooh, hmm. Kenneth,
2: what are you going to be for Halloween?
1: I'm actually going to be dressing up as Spider Man. Shout out to Corey, wherever he is. I'm borrowing a Spider Man shirt. Nice, nice. So, you guys can go ahead and stand up, go ahead and meet people, interact, and ask them what they're yep. going to be for Halloween this year.
0: Try, baby. Oh, the city's cold and empty. No one's around to judge me. I can't see clearly when you're gone. Oh, oh, oh. Nice. I said, ooh, I'm blinded by the lights
3: Oh, I can't sleep in till I feel yours I do to need to question the reason I'm yours I'm yours,
1: I'm yours. I know the earth will crucify all right ladies and gents we're going to hit you guys with the announcements for tonight really fast
2: all right guys as you know it's the time for that social media plug follow us on our instagram at bridge yth underscore
1: yes sir yes sir and we're going to be having a reminder about our sunday morning services if you guys are not coming sunday morning then you guys are only here for half the fun this is Sunday true. mornings are amazing. This is very true. So 9.30 a.m. we have our Sunday morning services in the main sanctuary and also at 11.30 for all those people that, you know, can't wake up to the alarms and stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, guys, we don't want you to miss out. We have school clubs online right now where we'll be posting every Tuesday at 3 p.m. They're super awesome. I've gotten to be a part of them, and it's really cool, and I would hate for you guys to miss out. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go ahead and look for those. I'll post it on YouTube.
1: Yeah, Michaela actually preached for the one
2: that was this I past did, season. I did, I
1: did. Fire message. It Thanks. was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next Wednesday, we're going to be having a Halloween costume Ooh-hoo. party. So that Halloween costume that you just told to your neighbors and friends that you're going to be as, you can go ahead and wear that next week. We're going to be sending some guidelines your guys' way as to, like, all the stuff for it. And we're going to be having candy and games and raffles and giveaways. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really fun. So we'll yep. see you guys all next week yeah. in your Halloween costume. Can't wait.
2: All right, guys, we're going to jump into game time. Yeah, right.
1: we have a really sick game for you guys. It's really simple. If we're gonna have Levi and Geo, our wonderful uh, hosts for the game, coming to the front, at the front of the stage, we have a giant Jenga set up. Yeah, and we're gonna be setting it up to do guys versus girls for the game. So, what we're gonna do is Yeah, I think I had
2: Faith talk to some of you ladies out there. So Uh if you guys knew that you're going to be participating in the game, come on up. And and we have some guys playing
1: in the game, too. So if any guys want to play in the game, you guys can go ahead and line up in front of me. Ladies, you can line up in front of Michaela. And then Levi, if you want to unveil the Jenga. If you're sitting by the Jenga, you're kind of in, I don't know, the splash zone. The splash
2: zone. So you might might want to move a little little bit. bit.
1: All right, here we have our contestants, guys yeah. versus gals. Guys versus gals. I think we should Could do it? ladies first?
2: Ladies first, I think so.
1: Yeah, all right. Yeah. We can have the first lady go up.
2: You want to start <laughs> on that end? You're just going to pull one of the blocks out. Don't let it drop.
1: All right, Sydney, no pressure. Getting the first jingle
2: block. All the pressure.
1: If you're a girl, let's hear some yeah. noise for the ladies. Woo! Woo! All right, the first gentleman to go. Should we have Kaden go? Caden representing for the guys. No pressure or anything Caden, but this is only the second block.
2: This might be the fastest game of Jenga ever.
1: He's sizing it up, he's trying to figure out which one he wants to get. Smart play. Oh. 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 I don't I'm going to be honest. Oh. I don't think that that's going to be the one. I don't know one. about that one. <laughs> oh. Oh. Come on Caden, you got this. Come on, Kaden. And he's... Yo, it's like one inch left. Come on, Kaden. (laughs) 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 I like how he's playing it safe. No hate. And he got it. Yeah. Let's hear it for the guys. All right, the next lady can go up.
2: You got Mm -hmm. this. All
1: right, representing for the ladies.
2: Can we get all the ladies to say hey and support? Hey. hey. That Change was weak, guys. That was really
1: weak. Woo! All right, girls. That's another one. All right, Isaac. You can go ahead and go for the guys. All right, Isaac. Oh, right away. Ooh. Isaac for the boy. Oh! oh. oh! Yeah! Oh, all right, it fell. That means that the ladies are our winners for tonight. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, you can go ahead and take your seat. Ladies, thank too. Thank you for participating. Thank you for participating. Good all right, job, thank you A+. to our wonderful, handsome, and single um, gentlemen who are getting the game for us back into the thing before worship. Thank you, Levi. Thank you, Gio. You guys are amazing. <laughs> all right, what are we going into next, Michaela? Um, I
2: believe we're going into
1: worship, right? We are going into worship. No, I you're, will not sing. You're nice leading, track, right? High. No. No? No, oh. no, you did not want that to happen. I was misinformed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to be going into worship. If you guys want to go ahead and stand up. Do I pray, Corey? Do I pray? All right, I'm going to pray real quick <laughs> and then we'll get into worship. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for an awesome night. We're just so thankful that we can still come together as a bridge youth family for worship. It's so nice to be able to meet, see everybody, and be able to worship, and learn more about you every Wednesday. It's a really, really a privilege, and we don't take advantage of it. We love doing it every week, and uh, just uh, come and inhabit this place. Amen.
2: Amen,
4: hallelujah. What's up, Bridge Youth? It is so
5: exciting to be here and worship with you guys tonight. what will dance together. Remember
3: every song we could ever sing worthy of all the praise we could ever breathe worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you
0: jesus
3: the name above every other Jesus, the only one who could ever say our hands with me let's praise our lord for the life that we build upon him today let's give him praise today
4: Hey guys. Tonight you need to know that we serve a big God, a God who is awesome, a God who is amazing. And sometimes God can be a little intimidating if it's your first time hearing about him, knowing about him. And I wa- I believe that God wanted me to share with you tonight to let your guard down. God wants to lead us by hand. He doesn't want to us to just kind of follow him in a line as he's like this commander he wants to take us by the hand and he wants to walk us through life and he wants to be our friend and he wants to be a part of everything that we're about he wants us to have his heart and in order for him to show us his way we have to let our guards down so tonight i think there are very there's a lot of specific people that god wanted you to hear that If you feel a little nervous, you feel a little intimidated by God sometimes, that's not him. He's a God who brings comfort. He's a God who brings peace. He's a God who brings friendship when you have no other friends. He's a God who brings family when all of your family is not there. God is everything that we need. And he wants to show you. He wants to walk you through life. And so tonight I just want to pray for you. I want to pray that even if you feel like maybe that specific word isn't for you, that tonight all of us myself included that we would let our guard down so that we can receive what God wants to give us tonight because when we're open and we're expectant for God to show up he always shows up the only time he doesn't show up is when you come in like nah nothing's going to happen tonight nothing's going to happen then but when you let your guard down and you're expecting for him to move. He will move every time. He will speak. He will bring life. He will bring what you need in the season that you're walking through personally because he knows every person in this area all by name. He knows you by name. All right, let's pray tonight. God, I just thank you for being close. God, I thank you for being near, not a far God, not a God that is way off in the distance. God, you are so close. You are so near. You are so personal. You are such a friend. And Father, I just thank you that that you're here to speak. You're here to guide us, to show us, to lead us. And Father, lead us by hand. God, you take us by the hand and you walk through life with us. And Father, I just pray right now that... All of us in this place tonight would just let our guards down. In the name of Jesus, God, let hearts be open to you tonight. God, I pray that people that feel nervous or unsure, God, that they would open up, even if it's just a little bit. God, because I know that you want to speak, and I know that you want to do things tonight, and I know that you want to meet people where they are. And Father, we thank you for the things that you have tonight. We thank you for the things that you want to speak, that you want to do. God, we are expectant for what you have. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, guys, it's going to be a good night. I'm so excited for what God will do when our hearts, when we let our guard down and we're open to what God has, good things happen. So I'm believing with you guys. Um, If you guys need a chair Just a side note, there's some extra chairs over there. Go ahead, feel free to grab some. Make yourself comfortable. Let your guard down. Say hi to a few people before you sit down, all right, guys?
6: Bridge Youth, I feel like we're vibing right now, that's such a vibe right there, like look at how cool the sky looks, it's a little bit chilly, the moon's out, it's spooky season, the band was, I was feeling it, I was absolutely feeling it, my smoking hot wife did transition, I was feeling it. Hey! Whether you're here or whether you're watching online, I want to say welcome. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us tonight. We're stoked that you are here. We like to tell our guests every single week, God help me say it loud enough for the people online watching so that they can hear it. We say every single week we are here to build you up, not... Hopefully you heard that online audience. We love you guys. We're here to build you up, not beat you up. We love you. We back you. We love meeting new people. I've been, we've been meeting a ton of new people in this season and it is like our absolute favorite. Seriously, our favorite thing is to meet new people and a ton of new people have been coming and, and trying out church and hanging out with us, and becoming a part of the family in this season. Is that a Ducks jersey? Don't mean to put you on the spot, but is that a Ducks jersey? God bless you, my man. I love the Ducks. Let's go. Ducks not Kings, Uh, Lakers not Clippers, anyways, just lost half the crowd right there, I guess. Uh, Hey, so next week, everybody say next week, they canceled Halloween, Uh, we're not allowed to have Halloween anymore, apparently, for, uh, (laughs) I don't know, Um, but I love, who loves Halloween? (laughs) Have you been, have you guys been to Peltzer's, Pumpkin Patch, Peltzer's Farm? So great. You don't know Halloween if you haven't been to Pelters. Pelters, sponsor us. Uh, (laughs) Pelters are so great. I love... I love Halloween. We love Halloween. And so next week, in case you're not, I don't know, like doing your normal Halloween festivities, um, we want to celebrate next week. So come in your costumes. We're going to have candy. We're going to have some raffles. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have another skate competition. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come hang out. And hey, if you're like, I got a Halloween, if you're the type that's like, I got a Halloween costume last November 1st for this year because they all went on sale and that's when I buy mine for the next year. And now I'm not going to be able to wear it because they canceled Halloween. Halloween, no, wear that costume next week. it's going to be awesome, it's going to be a lot of fun. So bring a friend, bring a costume, it's going to be bad. Hey, we're in week three of this series entitled Masks. Uh, Week one, we talked about the mask that the devil wears. Week two, last week, who was here, heard JJ speak last week. Yeah, it was okay, I guess. Uh, No, JJ preached a great message, talking about the mask of pride, a message entitled... uh, pride before the call it was a sick message tonight um I want to preach a message entitled the masks we wear the masks we wear can I just share my heart as your pastor tonight no okay cool I'll see you guys later then I'm gonna take my coffee and leave. um I like I just see some things going on right now and in in our world, in our culture, in our society, and some stuff that just like really scares me for the younger generation. So I just want to share my heart um, with you tonight on some of the things that I see going on. And, and just know this, at the forefront of this message, we're here to build you up, not... Yeah, so this message, all of it, all of it, none of it is to, um, none of it is to put shame on anyone for what you've done in your past. Instead, it's to fight for your future. Come on, say it again. We are not here to put shame on anybody for anything they've done in their past. We're here to fight for people's future. And so tonight, just know I love you. Well, no, it's it means a lot less when I have to put my hand up to my ear and wait like thirty seconds to hear it back. Imagine if every time, imagine if every time uh, Amber told me I love you, I said. And then she, she went like this I said, I love you too. Oh, gosh. I love you. Okay, just remember that. Just remember we love each other throughout this message, okay? Continually remind yourself of that. Hey, here's your sermon in a sentence for all you note takers. Write this down. God can't use or bless, God cannot use or bless who you pretend to be. God cannot, that is good all by itself. We could just end right there. Stop being chilly out here. I'm cold already. Is anybody, am I the only sissy who is freezing cold right now? I'm so cold right now. I'm good. Thank you, though. If, I, if I'm cold, I'll preach faster. Okay, amen. That's probably not true, but we'll see, right? Um, God can now use or bless who you pretend to be. Be you. I almost made the sermon in a sentence. Uh, you're really good at being you, but you suck at being anybody else. So tonight, we're talking about the masks we wear. Let's pray. Really long, very spiritual prayer. God, speak to us. Lord, help the Dodgers win the World Series so that Dodgers fans can stop complaining. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, who's the, um, who's the best person in the whole world that you know? Like, who's just like, there's such like a good person. Like, For a lot of you, it's like grandma. For sure, Grandma's the best person though like I'm talking about the person that if somebody has an issue with this person, you automatically assume it's that person's issue. You know what I'm saying like there's just such a ge- I feel like Kai Thompson's that kind of person. If you got a problem with Kai, it, the problem is probably you like Kai who doesn't like Kai like Kai is so sweet he's such a sweetheart, right All the old ladies at the church agree with me too for some reason <laughs> like. Honestly, too, not just because I'm married to her, but my wife is that kind of person. Like, if you got a problem with Amber, the problem is probably you. Like, she's just such a nice person. Um, but still, someone say story time. So the first day we we're in our house after we got married, um, I'm going to bed and I, I have this thought, right? Like, I'm the man of the house. What's funny about that? <laughs> what I'm so confused on why there was any laughter at that. Like what woman would not want this to be her last line of defense if somebody breaks into the house, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so what I did is I got a baseball bat, a machete, and I put it under our bed. That's not a joke. And I planted uh, I planted weapons all over the house, strategically placed according to the entrances and exits. Because right? I thought to myself, it dawned on me, I am the man of the house. If someone breaks in the house, I'm the last line of defense between my wife and this person. I got to be ready. So I go to sleep with this thought in mind, this revelation, if you will. What I wake up to is a wife who... She was like, I'm going to be the best wife ever. So I'm going to wake up super early. I'm going I'm to cook a huge breakfast, massive breakfast. Um, so she caught the stove on fire. <laughs> That's what happened. So I go to sleep thinking if someone breaks in, I got to kill them. That's what I go to sleep thinking. What I wake up to is, ah, Corey. I freak out. I bust out the bedroom. Forgot all the weapons. I'm in nothing but my undies, and I'm like, oh, what? And all I see is like, okay, imagine like coming out of my bedroom. To the left is the kitchen, to the left and back is the laundry room and the back door. So there is an entrance in the direction that she's looking, and I can't see around the corner, and she is just like completely terrified. I, like a superhero, I push her out of the way. My fists are literally balled up because I think someone broke in. They're at the back, they came through the back door. Somebody broke into my house. Exactly what I thought last night is exactly what I thought was going to happen. Now I'm going to have to beat somebody up in my underpants. Um, I'm relieved running around the corner to see that the stove's just on fire. So, what happened was, um, as she's cooking breakfast, I'm going to be the best wife ever cook my husband breakfast every single day. I eat protein bars now (laughs) for breakfast. (laughs) It's neither here nor there. Um, What happened was she got like a little grease fire started. What's the last thing you're supposed to do with a grease fire? Guess what she did? She said, ha, so as I'm going to the, the, the stove that's on fire to grab the pan that's on fire, she goes, wait, don't throw water on it. I'm like, I know, it's the last thing you do, I pick up the, the pan that's on fire, I take it out the back door, and I put it on the sidewalk for it to just, like, burn out by itself. I was relieved that all it was was the stove was on fire. What's the point? Um, the point is, even the best of people make mistakes. Even good people, really good people, even your granny, your your beautiful, lovely granny, Make mistakes and still need help. Babe, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I love you. Thanks for cooking me breakfast that one time. That was really sweet of you. The dang hash browns, you guys. Ah, it was the devil in the hash browns. <laughs> good people make mistakes, the best people make mistakes. Here's mask number one. Write this down. Mask number one is the I'm good mask. The I'm good mask. I see this in two ways. One, I see this um, for Christians, this is the, the mask of religion. For anyone here who's maybe non Christians, which, hey, if you are not a Christian, you don't identify as a Christian, you don't believe in Jesus, you don't believe in God. Hey, we love you. We're so glad that you're here and you're hanging out. You're a part of the family as far as we're concerned. For non-Christians, um, I see this as the mask of like, I'm a good person. What do I need God for? both of which are a mask that we should remove. Here's the danger of this math. The danger of this math is you'll become great with microscopes and terrible with mirrors. Here's what that means. You'll put everybody under a microscope and judge every little thing that they ever do, but you'll never look in the mirror at yourself. Here's what uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 says. It says, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at the heart. See, with the I'm good mask on, you put everybody under a microscope, and you start judging every little thing they ever do, say, or how they dress, look, and act. Rarely looking in the mirror. I love the way that Matthew 7 verse 5 says this. It says, hypocrite, exclamation point. Gotta love the Bible. Like, the Bible, like, the Bible just wants all the smoke. (laughs) Hypocrite. Like, what if it, that was just the last, the last part of the verse that I read? I just love how Matthew 7, verse 5 says, hypocrite, and that was it. This hip, hypocrite word is actually really interesting in the al- original language. We'll get to that in a sec. But it says, hypocrite, first, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you'll be able to see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. You ever know somebody who's just always nitpicking everything that you do? And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Go look in the mirror, buddy. Like, you too, you got issues too. You got, you got 99 problems and you're one of them. Like, you got issues too. I love this word hypocrite. This word hypocrite in the original language in the Greek, it's the word hypocrates. And this word means like a pretender or an actor, almost like someone who wears a mask. That's the literal meaning of this word. It fits so well. And let me just add this um, when we have this mask on, the, the I'm good mask, and we become overly, like, judgmental, it's interesting to me that we want, we want to, um, we want everybody to judge us by our intentions, but we judge them by their actions. See, we do something like, oh, but, like, it wasn't my intention. Judge me by my intentions, but we only ever judge other people by their actions. Action. So every single one of these tonight, um, every mask I have, something that we can cultivate to combat the mask. Everyone say cultivate. Everybody say combat. So what can we cultivate to combat? The I'm um, good mask. Write this word down. We can cultivate humility. We could cultivate humility. Let me talk to the Christians for a quick moment. If you have Christians, if you have Christian parents, can I just stop and say that is awesome. Like you are so blessed and there's generational like blessing on your life because you have Christian parents. Absolutely. 100%. Love it. All about it. But at some point you, look at your neighbor, say you. Look at your other neighbor, say you. You at some point will have to figure out if you're in this thing for real. Like, if you actually believe this. Because guess what? You could have hand-me-down clothes. JJ gave me this shirt. Fun fact. You could have hand-me-down clothes, but you can't have hand-me-down faith. Either you're in this for real or you're not. Because you cannot, inherit sal- you cannot inherit salvation. You either believe in Jesus or you don't. So Christians, don't be walking around with the I'm good mask on when really what you're doing is you're just walking out faith because your parents make you go to church. I love uh, Kenneth McHale. Uh He's on staff with us here. He helped host service. Uh, I remember Kenneth, uh, right, after, um, right after high school, he went to Hawaii. And uh, he went to school in Hawaii. And I remember him telling the story of the very first Sunday in Hawaii. And he was like, it was so crazy because I was in Hawaii and I didn't have my parents there. I had nobody there to wake me up, to make me go to church, to tell me I had to be in church. I had not. I didn't even have. A, there wasn't even a car to get me to church. He said all I had was my skateboard and a decision. And he was like, and it was like that was when my faith became real for me. Man, like those of you whose families are Christian, your parents are Christian. What if your parents didn't make you go to church? You could have hand-me-down clothes, but you can't have hand-me-down faith. You got to decide, are you in this for real? Has anybody ever met someone who's, uh, who's like over-saved? Don't look at them. <laughs> don't, don't look at them right now if they're here. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, the type of person you cannot have a regular conversation with them. Anything you say to them is a Bible verse. All of it is an inspirational quote. They will preach at you at any moment in time. You can hit them with something as simple as, "Hey, I'm hungry." They go, "You shall hunger and thirst for His righteousness." You're like, "All right, calm down." I was thinking Chipotle. They're like, uh, "They're like, hey, yo, I, I can't find my, can't find my keys. Where's my car keys?" Like, what you need is the keys to the kingdom, and you're like, "I." didn't drive a kingdom here. I drove a Volkswagen. Not sure how I'm going to get home with the keys to the kingdom. You tell them, um, hey, there's this new coffee shop in town, Uh, rival coffees, bomb, so good. Want to get some coffee? They're like, coffee? Sure. Coffee's biblical, you know? Hebrews? You're like, don't. Please, for the love of God, don't hit me with the Hebrew. They even flirt. They even flirt biblically. They go up to the girl like, hey, I was reading the book of Numbers the other day. Notice yours wasn't in there. You're like, please, for the love of God, shut up. No more of this. You know, the the oversaved people, middle of summer in Temecula, like, dang, it's hot out here. They're like, it's hotter in hell. You don't want to go there. Get right or get left. You're like, no, it's 100 degrees out here. That's all I'm talking about. You're bringing eternity into the conversation. Chill out. These are the same people that um, you be out to eat and And you'll eat a chip because everybody knows chips are pre-prayer foods. You're allowed to eat chips before you pray for the food. If you didn't know that, it's in the Bible somewhere. I don't know. But you eat like a bite. And and these are the same people that go, did you eat a bite before you prayed? That bite's cursed going straight to your thighs. You're like, what? Calm down. Oversaved people. These are the same people that be like, I don't need TikTok. I got Jesus. He's my rock. You're like, shut up. (laughs) What's the matter with you? But these are the same exact girls that will go, I'm not single. I'm dating Jesus. Those are the girls I'll go up to later when they get a boyfriend. I'll go, wait, did you and Jesus break up? You you broke up with Jesus. Okay, just wondering. You ever meet somebody over-saved? Like, just over-spiritual. Can I just say, like, I'm kidding. I'm joking around, kind of. But, like, can I just tell you, some of the most overly spiritual people that I've met have had the sketchiest things going on in their background behind closed doors behind the curtain that they don't want nobody to see let me say this don't be out here trying to be trying to act over saved and over spiritual because you're over compensating for something that you're hiding take off the mask no one's good but God including you. Let me just really quick, this is like a total side note. Let's talk really quick about gifting and anointing. Gifting and anointing. Don't mix up your gifting with anointing. Some of you guys, you'll see JJ or myself or Kai or Amber or Josie or somebody grab a microphone and get on a stage and start talking. And, and like people will laugh or people will cry. And then something like people will respond to Jesus. And you'll be like, Oh, I can do that. Like I can totally do that. Yeah, but don't get it twisted. This isn't gifting. This is anointing. See, gifting will make a crowd laugh. It can make a crowd laugh. I can make a crowd cry. I can get a crowd hype. You can move a crowd. But but that's gifting. See, it's the anointing on top of the words, on top of the preaching that will get people saved. I can't get nobody saved. Not at all. That's why God's not interested in glorifying me. He's interested in glorifying himself. So don't get it twisted that you are anointed when you're just gifted. See, seek the anointing. Don't just seek gifting. Because there is absolutely a difference. Here's the danger of this mask, the I'm good mask. You think you're closer to God because of your good deeds when really you're further away from God. Now hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. Good deeds, they're good. They're called good deeds for a reason, right? And, and I really do believe in, in the concept of like, don't just tell me about your faith, show me your faith. I, I believe that for sure. Like, I believe that but your good deeds don't make you any more saved than anybody else. Just because you sin less don't mean that you're sinless. It's like, it would be like, it would be like Shaquille O'Neal walking up to any one of us like, I'm seven foot tall. So that means I'm closer to the moon than you. Okay. Yeah, dude, for sure. But we both fell super short, man. Like, But we got Christians around here thinking because, oh, I memorized the whole, half the Bible. Got it in my memory. I've been in kids' church since day one. I know Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. And I was 16 years old, like, my dad's name ain't Abraham. My dad's name is Eric, (laughs) who Abraham is, or why you weirdos are singing this song. Well, like, I'm just trying to follow. Like, but that doesn't mean you're any more saved. So stop trying to look down on people because they didn't grow up in church like you. And I love, and I feel like I'm preaching the choir because we, we don't got this at Bridge Youth. We're just a community with wide open arms with all types of weirdos like you that came tonight. And we love you. And our community and our family is open to you. Let me talk to the non-Christians for a really quick moment. Um, here in America, we got like every need met. We don't got to worry really for the most part. The, the vast majority of us don't have to worry about food or clothing or, or shelter. I've been to other countries where you come and you tell them about a God who is a provider and a healer, and they're like, "I don't want this God. I need this God. And if this God doesn't show up in my life, my family's going to starve." Please introduce me to this Jesus. That's what so much of the rest of the I've been I've been to Central South America. I've been to to Africa. I've been to Europe. A lot of the rest of the world is like this, but here in America, we got everything. So then we end up like, "What do I need God for?" And and, and this this. I'm good, I'm a good person mask is put on. I'm a good person, why do I need God? See, this is why the antidote to the I'm good mask is humility, Because, because humility gets you to a place where you know, whether you've been in church since the womb, or whether tonight's your first night in church, you get to a place where you know nobody is good but God. He's the only one that's good, and all of the rest of us need a savior. That's why we need humility. One more thing to the Christians. Can I tell you one more thing, Christians? The great D.L. Moody said this. He said, no one should preach on the topic of hell without a tear in their eyes. Man, we should never, ever be stoked on the fact that we're going to heaven and others aren't. You ever hear the preacher who's like, yeah, you know, and us saints, we're going, to he- we're going to heaven. We're going to paradise. But the rest of the world, they're going to hell in a handbasket. And the church applauses at that. Do not ever applaud or be excited that you're going to heaven, but other people aren't. We should never be able to talk about the topic of hell without a broken heart. Somebody say amen. Moving on. Next. I want to talk about the eye care mask. The eye care mask. Write that down. This is, uh, if I had to give this another name, I'd call it the fake empathy mask. Some people might call this the, um, the virtue signaling mask. Or the, uh, they might call it the too woke mask. I don't know. I'm just going to call it the eye care mask. The fake empathy mask. Let me just start this point by saying you Listen to me. This is so important. This may be the most important thing that you'll hear all night, maybe all week, maybe all month. I don't know. Maybe throughout all of quarantine, it's is the most important thing you'll hear. First, go Raiders. Second, you were not designed to care about everything. Your stunned silence is so real. That's how you know when you're preaching good, JJ. Either people are hyped or people are silent. You weren't designed to care about everything. Over you're trying to care about everything you ever see all the time 24/7 every uh, like your sanity is also important. Quit trying to care about everything. What you'll have to do is you'll have to decide what matters to you in this season and in life. But you weren't designed to care about everything. Here's what's going to matter to me. I love this verse. It's it's maybe if there's like one verse to summarize all verses that's not John 3:16, it's probably this one. Matthew 22 in verse 37, Jesus says this. He says, "You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind." This is the first and greatest commandment. It's the first and greatest commandment. The second, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law, everything this whole book, cover to cover, all of it. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love, God, love, people, that's what's going to matter to me. You've got to decide what's going to matter to you. Now, here's something really interesting. Um, the University of Michigan did a comprehensive study of over 14,000 college students between the years of 1979 and 2009. And what they saw in this study, that uh, about the middle of the study, there was a vast, a deep, a steep decrease in empathy. You guys all know what empathy means? It's, it, it's like caring for one another. They saw a decrease in it. AKA, we began to care less about people. What's the most important law? Love God, love people. And this study showed that actually the, the actual numbers that they estimated was that we care approximately 40% less about other people now in 2009, which was 11 years ago. Holy moly macaroni. (laughs) Holy moly macaroni. In 2009, it showed we care about 40% less about other people than we did in the 1980s. And you know what they say is one of, the, one of the reasons they believe we care 40% less about others? In overexposure to tragedy. Beware of tragedy fatigue. Because what they see has happened as they study the unintended effects of social media is that our brains are having a hard time comprehending what's a big deal and what's important and what's not important and not a big deal. Here's why. Almost every single social media platform works off of what's called a feed. Was it, isn't that interesting? That the Bible, Jesus said, we do not live on bread alone, but the very word of God, that what we are to feed on is the word of God, while social media has a feed. What's on TV, they call them TV programs. Anyways, I'm going to stop being i I'm going to stop being a, uh, I'm gonna stop being a, a, uh, uh, that guy. I'm going to stop being that guy. And on your feed, what happens is that you're going through, unable to differentiate important big deals, not important, not a big deal, because we're flipping through our feed, and it's like, oh, so-and-so had Chick-fil-A for lunch. Oh, man, Kenneth got his kick flips down. That's dope. Oh, JJ with another post about his shoes. Oh, look at it. A cat playing piano. That's crazy. Oh, man, there was a mass shooting in middle America. Oh, man, look at that. The Lakers are champions. It's like, oh, wait, what was that last one? And because we're overexposed and we see these things in the way that we are, our brains are actually now in a state where we have issues differentiating big deals from little deals, what's important and what's not important. They call it tragedy fatigue. We care less about people than we ever have. The danger of this mask, wearing this eye care mask, is you will use, ultimately, you will use tragedy for personal gain. You will use other people's tragedy, oftentimes dumbing it down to a post on your Instagram in order to look cool or relevant or hip or like you care. Um, Posting one thing one time doesn't mean that you care about anything. Every single time in the New Testament that it said Jesus had compassion on somebody or a group of people, he always was moved to action every single time. That's not even in my notes. That's just for you to remember. Anytime you think you have compassion, ask what is the action? Because if there ain't action, you probably don't really care. Can I just say, like, I am 100% preaching what the Holy Spirit walked me through earlier this year. Because I remember... I remember shortly after everything had happened with George Floyd, the Holy Spirit came and he hit me like a ton of bricks and he confronted what was in my heart. And he said, because I, I, like you, was heartbroken at seeing what was absolutely, inarguably an evil act. And I wanted to post about it as well. And I remember the Holy Spirit coming and asking me, what's your motivation and what's your heart behind that? Because remember, what does God look at? He looks at the, right? So what's your heart behind posting this, Corey? And I started to think, if I were to post about George Floyd's death in order to look cool or relevant, or as if I know what I'm talking about, or as if, as if I actually can. If my point was to look cool, then I just used a man's death to look cool. And if I used a man's death to look cool, God help me. But how many people do you and I both know that only posted about his life because they wanted to look relevant or cool? God help us. If we are, Do not forget, George Floyd was not a fictional character he was a real person and if we use a real person's death a tragedy to look cool god i this earlier this year i was god help me now hear what i'm saying now what i'm not saying i'm not saying don't post i'm saying check your heart before you post because god looks at the heart why is it that you want to post what it is that you post I can't help but to think how many young people today, they, they jump on a bandwagon, they wear the shirt, they follow the movement, they do all of this stuff, these movements, organizations, even political stuff, all this, and they do it without actually knowing anything about them. Hear me, I'm your youth pastor. Hey, I love you. Yes, okay, you're on it. Um, With this eye care mask on so many young people, they hop on the next trendy train with hopes of being relevant, having no idea where that train is taking them, having no clue what that train is all about. And all they did was they just hopped on the next thing that the latest pro athlete or media or musician or popular person or, or influencer. They just hop on the last thing that they said and say, cool, I'm going to align myself with that. When they have no clue about what it is that this person is talking, man, that person don't know what they're talking about. And yet so many young people are aligning themselves with this. And, and it seems like, like so many people are just thinking the exact same. I heard it said one time, if everyone's thinking the exact same, no one's thinking. That's why I tell young people, hey, if you are about it, like, if you are about it, you, you want to support it, you back it, you're about it. Whatever you are about, whatever movement or organization or whatever it is, if you want to back and support and you're about it, go read their core values and what they believe. Our church, our church is the same. You want to be about it? Man, well, here's our core values, our principles, what we believe. We are about connecting people to God, connecting people with people. That's what we're about. Now, if you want to dig into our core values, you could go on our website to what we, to our, what we believe. To have. You could go and check all that out for sure. Read it. But any organization, anything, any movement, whatever, any political, whatever, that you're in the back, if you are about it, go read their core values and what they believe. Here's the sad part. Most young people won't do it. You know Why? Take probably about 30 minutes to an hour to read these organizations' uh, core values. And most young people aren't willing to put forth an hour worth of reading time. I mean, your schools already give you 8 trillion hours a day worth of reading. So adding another hour, I can't, you know. But can I just say, if you're not willing to put in one hour, then you don't care. Do not come around my social media feed talking about how much you care and how much you support and how much you're about when you haven't even read their core values. Go read that. I love what Pastor Gary said Sunday morning. And most people here can't vote, but as you vote or as you post about, um, and I'm not, you'll notice I will not take any like side politically here. I said to some of my friends i wasn't it wasn't going to be at all controversial tonight, like just a little bit okay it's not really, but just a little bit i 'm um, not going to take any political stance but don't don't be going posting stuff and talking and tearing some people down and talk about how you hate them and you love them and blah blah, blah when like you have not read political platforms. You know what a platform is? It's what they stand on. It's what they believe. And what we've done, Pastor Gary talked about this Sunday. You should go watch that message. It was incredible, and it really, ooh, it was a hard hitter. Um, he talked about how We've started to vote for personalities, and we love or we hate personalities, but we don't know platforms. Go read, and I know I get it, like, everyone's like, oh, like, you know, there's other parties as well other than Democrat and Republican. I know, but since, like, the how many presidents have we had in the United States, guys? Come on, let's go, 45. We've had 45 presidents in the United States, and pretty much all of them have been Republican or Democrat, okay? So the next one's going to be Republican or Democrat. Don't be talking trash about either one if you have not read their political platforms. Go take time to read it. It's about 150 pages per platform. It's worth it. Hey, you guys, I know exactly what just happened. <laughs> I'm not reading that. Cool. Then don't act like you care then. Because we're all just, if so, we're all just wearing this mask, pretending like we care about stuff that we don't know nothing about. What can we cultivate to combat this mask? We can cultivate what's called critical thinking. Everyone say critical thinking. Come on now, like stroke your beard that's not there when you say critical thinking. Don't you feel smart saying critical thinking? Critical thinking. See, because in a society, in a culture where truth has become subjective, critical thinking is so important. Now, how has truth become subjective? I thought that was the nature of truth. The very nature of truth is that it is true. It's not an opinion. It's not subjective. It's truth. Um, but truth has become subjective, and that's why we need critical thinking. Truth has become, don't call 911. Don't do it. <laughs> Was that you, Jaden? It's okay, man. <laughs> Mike's cool, dude. Like, he's done. didn't do that you, bro. Yeah, that guy's playing Gallica, and nobody wants to address it. <laughs> Look, like, how is it that, truth has become, I love that JJ preached on pride last week, because nobody can admit they're wrong anymore, they just go, oh no, I'm not wrong, it's just my truth, (laughs) and my truth's not your truth, and your truth's not my truth, we just have our truth, and your truth's not their truth, and their truth's not your truth, yeah, but here's the thing, there's just truth, there is no your truth and my truth, there is just truth, and guess what, there is still right and wrong as well, so like, someone's wrong, but we can't, and this just goes back to the other I'm a good person mask because none of us have humility and can admit that we're wrong. We got to admit when we are wrong and there's truth and there's not truth and no one can admit they're wrong and we have to get back to critical thinking. Can I give you guys one more really big word real quick? You'll feel so smart at, at, at the end of this point, I promise. You're going to feel like I need to drink an espresso. I'm Albert Einstein. I'm Elon Musk about to make billions of dollars. I'm so smart. That's how smart you're going to feel. Okay, how do you develop critical thinking? Develop what's called intellectual consistency. Everybody say intellectual consistency. One more time because it's so fun. Intellectual consistency. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's being consistent in your intellect. I know I said I wasn't going to be controversial, but can I just give you one semi-controversial? Can I talk about one semi-controversial topic really quick? Okay, go crazy. Okay, Um, the foundational justification for abortion is it's not a human. It's just a fetus. It's just a clump of cells. Really, when you take that, that argument, that concept, and you bring it down to its grassroots, it's one human telling another human, you're not a human because you don't look like me. You're just a clump of cells. You're not put together. You don't look like me, so you're not a human. Now, let's just take intellectual consistency. Everyone say intellectual. Consistency. Let's apply intellectual consistency to that same logic. When was the last time we as a society had humans labeling other humans as non-humans, because they didn't look like them. Someone already said it. Slavery. You see how that concept is not intellectually consistent? You're not a human because you don't look like me. Not intellectually consistent. That is not going to work. In order to have critical thinking, just look at anything you believe in your life and be intellectually consistent about it. Let's just talk about one topic we've already talked about. Matthew chapter 22. Love God Love people, that's it summed up. Love God, love people. Let's be intellectually consistent about that, okay? Love God all the time. Just love God, right? Okay, now love people, all people, all the time. Every race, every gender, every religion. Good people, bad people, smelly people, Old people, young people, people who step on your shoes, people who don't step on your shoes, love you. People who tell you they love you. People who don't tell you they love you. People who are weird and think that Keynes is better than Chick-fil-A. All people, just always love people all the time. And while you're doing that, love God. Does that hold up to intellectual consistency? Okay, now let, let me just encourage you to do this. Please, young people, this is so important. As people try to throw agendas at you, and movements at you, and concepts at you, and beliefs at you. Just look at it through the lens of intellectual consistency. That's one. Being criti- that's being able to critically think. Thinking for yourself. Ask yourself, is it intellectually consistent? And then just measure it up. Here's the next way that you can develop critical thinking. Measure it up to God's word because God's words are our standard. It's our foundation. It doesn't change. Everyone's opinions always changing, left and right, 24-7. Is there a single politician that any of us actually trust anymore? Come on, you're 12 and you get that. Like, huh, how, do people, how do people, like, come on. They're all just telling us what we, but you know what? It's never changed God's word. So throw God's word and critical thinking at it and see if you can align your life with it. Ben, come on, head up. If you don't, I'm going to just keep talking. Stand on God's word. Here's the last mask, maybe the most important one tonight, as I'm just sharing my heart, some of the things, and this is not a comprehensive study of the masks that all young people wear. It's just what I'm seeing right now as a youth pastor. The last one is this, the I'm fine mask. It's the I'm fine mask. It's the It's the, I got this. I don't need nobody. I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. You stay away. I'm going to handle it mask. Can I tell you tonight? Take off the mask. It's okay to not be okay. The days of getting dogged on for dealing with depression is over. That was in the 90s when I grew up. We're done with that, okay? (laughs) The days of, of being thought of as being weird because you have anxiety. Those days are over. My wife deals with anxiety. We're still walking through that, okay? It doesn't make you weird. It makes you real. It's okay to not be okay. Deal with it. You're struggling. I'm struggling. Everyone struggles. We all just struggle different. So let's talk already. Let's just get in right away. Man, go ahead and head up. Charles, wherever you're at, just start, just start rocking out, man. Don't rock out. Make it sound real nice and chill and Hilarious. Can we just all um, appreciate the fact that, uh, Matt, walk, walk on stage first for me, just so that we can appreciate the sound that the stage makes as the band walks up. I've been noticing this the last couple of weeks. So we're, like, getting all serious, and then this happens. Oh, you it. Hey, you didn't do it. Praise God in heaven. There's still a guy. There it was. Never mind. There it is. God. Last week, like, JJ was talking. JJ was talking, I was all serious, like this girl over here was crying already, and then that started happening.
3: Like,
6: <coughs> <coughs> Someone in the back was like, well, I was going to give my life to Christ, but then I heard that. That's not happening now. <laughs> hey, two, two ways that you can combat this I'm um, fine mask, transparency and resilience. Everyone say transparency. Everyone say Resilience. Transparency is the willingness to be vulnerable with people and admit that you need help. That's how you combat this mask. Some people in church, it's crazy to me. Some people in church will actually completely keep to themselves how they're struggling. And the reason why is because they think that if they show other people, they tell other people they're vulnerable with their struggles, they think that 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 means that they're far from God. Can I tell you, nothing can be further from the truth. Look at this. Psalm 34, verse 18 says, the Lord is close. He's what? He's what? To the brokenhearted. He's close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. See, there's actually a uniqueness in God's closeness to you when you're broken. You thought that because you're broken or because you're struggling or because you're you're, you, you you are brokenhearted that you thought that that means that you're far from God when it means God is close to you. It's okay to not be okay. I love the way James, uh, chapter five, verse sixteen says, "Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed." AKA, transparency leads to healing. But so many of us we just want to struggle in secret. Don't struggle in secret. That's what this family's for. You got to also, you got to cultivate resilience. What's resilience? Resilience is mental fortitude. It's it's strength. It's endurance. It's the ability to withstand hardship. When hardship comes, it's not here's you, here's hardship. It's here's you, here's hardship. Okay, hardship, move out of the way because I'm moving forward. That's resilience. Resilience is like, um, some of y'all are like, dang, Corey did grow up in the hood. You see how hard he hit his hand? I don't wear these rings for fashion, y'all. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, my left hand hurts so bad. <laughs> Young people, you like this is for somebody tonight. Like you've heard nothing else. Hear this. This generation has gotta get rid of the victim's mentality stuff. You gotta get rid of the victim's mentality stuff. And I get it, me too, me too. I was born to a single mom Dad was already gone. Oh wait, dad came back. Oh, but then he left again because he was on drugs. And I never saw him again because he got locked up and he was in prison. We were also on welfare. We were on food stamps, very low income. Times at the house, we didn't have food at the house. The times where the electricity would be turned off because we didn't have money to pay the electric bill. Grew up in the wrong side of the neighborhood. Like all of it, you name it. Every statistic stacked up against. My parents divorced. My, my, my brothers, dad, who was a different dad. My mom was pregnant with my brother at 17. She had an abortion at 18, and then she was pregnant with me at 19. Every, I know, me too. I could have been a victim too, but then I ran into Jesus, and he said, he said, oh man. He said in Romans eight thirty-seven, all things, all things. Someone say all. What things? All things. Every, every single thing. In all things, over not even victory. Overwhelming victory is ours. Whose is it? It's ours. Be tough real quick and slap your chest. It's ours. It's ours. (laughs) That was so cool. I didn't plan to do that. And that was the coolest thing that's happened all night. It's ours. It is ours. I love the way the other version says, we're more than conquerors. Through Christ who loves us. We gotta get rid of the victim's mentality because you can be a victim or you can be a victor, but you can't be both at the same time. So which one are you gonna be? I do not get how Christians, whether online or in person, can read Romans eight and still be walking around acting like a victim. Because when, if God is for you, then victory is not a matter of if, it's when. So you just got to change the question. It's not, how in the world will I ever overcome this? It's, when will I overcome this? Because it's a matter of if, not when. When God's on your side. As you know, God is for you. He's not against you. You can take off that mask of I'm fine, but know this. You can be both vulnerable and strong at the same time, because I actually believe that when you're transparent, it will build your resilience. Because then, all of a sudden, there's a community around you. I want to close tonight with, with maybe, maybe the most heartbreaking pastoral phone call I've ever had. It was just about a year ago. It's in my office. Somebody called. There was a lady who goes to our church here. She began to tell me how her grandson, 13 years old, had killed himself. Killed himself in such a graphic way that, like, you stop and think, how does a 13-year-old even know how to do this? And my heart broke. She told me the story just, like, through, like, a broken heart and tears. She's on the other side of this phone sobbing, and I'll never ever forget what she said at the end of the conversation because her grandson she she lives here she comes to church but her grandson um, he he lived out of state I'll never forget what she said at the end of the conversation she said Pastor Corey I can't help but to think if my grandson had bridge youth maybe this wouldn't have happened so thank you for what you do everybody here who like you are a part of the bridge youth family you are you are the people who have those open arms every single week you are the people who are inviting your friends tenaciously like you won't give up you're the people who post every week you're the people who make this community more than a church but a family and a home to you i echo those same words from that broken-hearted grandmother Thank you for what you do. Thank you for making this place what so many broken young people need. For those of you here who are wearing this, um, fine mask. And like this lady's grandson, you're struggling. I tell you, you've got God and you've got bridge youth. You've got God and you've got bridge youth. You're not alone. You have God and you've got bridge youth. This family, this community, this home, it's why we're here. Be transparent 1st off, be transparent with your parents talk to your parents open up to them if you can't if you cannot talk to your parents come talk to one of us talk to your pastors talk to your leaders talk to your connect group leaders find somebody that you know here at bridge youth talk to them open up be vulnerable and let's walk this out together because we are not lone wolves we're a pack and we're a family we're here for you, and we love you. And there's life and light at the end of that tunnel. Make it to tomorrow. You're strong. Here's you. Here's hardship. You can do it. I felt like doing that when I did that. And if tonight um, you're hearing all of this, and you're like, I've not, not come face-to-face with hardship. I'm flat. Man. Maybe, maybe you're wearing one of the other masks Maybe you've been thinking, I'm a good person, like, that's enough, right? Now you're hearing, no, no, you need a Savior, just like all of us. We all need a Savior. Maybe you've been wearing the eye care mask, and you've been following the, the trends of society and culture. And tonight you're like, I don't want to do I want to follow Jesus. And maybe tonight as we started talking about depression and anxiety and maybe even suicidal thoughts and this grandmother's grandson and you immediately related to that, can I tell you tonight, God loves you. We love you. He has a plan for your life. All of it. It all starts by just stepping into a relationship with your Savior, Jesus. You're going to have that opportunity right now. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. It's a holy moment. If you're here and you relate with any of that, you have this chance, this opportunity to respond right now. I'm going to ask you to respond in a really simple way. What I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. And if if you're here and and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to give your heart to God, you want him to lead you in life from here moving forward. If that's you tonight, when I get to three, you just lift your hand wherever you're at, all over this place. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Every head bowed, every eye closed. No one's looking around. It's just me. You want to give your heart to God tonight. You want to know that he's, he is for you, that he is backing you, and that he is leading you in life. This is your opportunity. One, two, three, right now, all over this place. That's you. Man, so many hands going up. So awesome. So awesome. You can put your hands down. Hey, if you rose your hand or if you didn't, we start this journey with a prayer. So we're gonna pray right now. I'm gonna give you this prayer. Just repeat right after me. Repeat these words right out loud. And the Bible's clear. It says that is how we begin this relationship with Jesus. So right out loud, would you pray this right after me? Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight I give you my heart I give you my life. I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm going to follow you. No turning back, no looking back. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome, welcome people into God's family right now? Hey, whether you're watching online or you're here and you just prayed that prayer. And we want to walk this journey out with you. And so we put together something called the next seven days. There's are just seven videos that we want to get to you to help you with this journey. Really simple. You could get these by just DMing us at bridge, YTH underscore. Just DM us the words next seven. We'll handle the rest. We'll get you these videos. Please, please. If you prayed that prayer, you're following Jesus for the first time, let us get you these. I promise you they'll help you. They'll bless you. Hey, all over this place, would you stand to your feet? One more thing. Um, we're going to take a moment to worship tonight. Here's why. One of the reasons that we often um, end our services in worship here is because as young people, there's so many things and people and movements and organizations and cultures and trends trying to make its way onto the throne of your life, onto the throne of your heart. And one of the things that we can do to put God back on the throne of our heart and our lives is to worship Him. That's why we do what we do. So for this moment, and however this message spoke to you, let that sink in as we worship this God who is so good as we praise him. Let this message settle in your heart in whatever way that God spoke to you tonight. Do me a favor, close your eyes. Forget about who's next to you. If you're comfortable, lift your hands. Even right now, just begin to worship him in your own words. God, you're so good. We love you we worship you. Tonight, we praise you. You're our king. You're our provider. You're everything. We worship you tonight, God. Let the king of
5: my heart be the mountain where I run. The valley The king of my heart be the shadow
7: that you know they maybe they weren't here maybe they really need to hear it but um, instead I'm gonna encourage you guys to go home maybe tomorrow Saturday whatever day it is go back and listen for yourself because honestly that was a good word Um, because there's so many of you guys that are and I'm not pointing fingers I'm not gonna name names or anything but like I think in the past like seven eight months however long we've been dealing with all of this crap sorry I said crap from stage don't fire me for my unpaid position, please thank you. <laughs> my volunteer position. but you guys have been dealing with a lot of crap. you know we've been thrown so many things at once, really. like the amount of stuff that we've dealt with in this past year is insane, right? School is not you guys don't go back to school. you guys every racial injustice, everything going on, you know this virus that can't seem to go away apparently. Right? So instead of trying to put on the masks of, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, talk to somebody. Because we can't do, like, God did not create us to do life alone. Right? We're here, we're a community, we're a big family. You guys got a bunch of big sisters, big brothers that are here to, that are ready to beat people up for you. Like, I I mean, I won't because I'm 29. I can't beat up anybody under 18 or I'll go to jail, but like, Honestly, I know there's probably some people under 18 that'll do it for you, I'm not gonna lie, but... (laughs) Be open with people, be vulnerable. It's okay, it's not a sign of weakness because in those moments of vulnerability, so much happens. There's so much common ground that is found when you're vulnerable with somebody else. Some of the best friends I've made were made after moments of vulnerability. So know that, you know? And then again, don't be a clout chaser. This is, this year has been a year of clout chasing. Can I say it? Because I look on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Everybody's trying to go and be relevant about something. And it's annoying. Trying to stay relevant and be relevant is exhausting. And everybody can tell you're trying. Stop trying so hard. Be yourself. That's who you're created to be, you guys, come on. So I wanna encourage you guys, along with sending the message to somebody else, watch it again for yourself um, and get some out of it. You know um, so and if you guys texted bridge youth um, the next seven days to get those videos we're so excited to see uh, send those to you guys um, throughout the week until next Wednesday um, and if you didn't you still can and we'll get you guys connected with a leader um, and you guys will have fun and message and watch these really cool videos of Pastor Corey being silly and stuff um, so and then next week um, well, Sunday we have service, 9.30 and 11.30, don't forget that, in person and or and online. So you can do both or one or the other. And then next week we got a little dress-up action happening. So I don't know what I'm gonna be dressing up as yet, I'm accepting ideas. Um, I have some brewing, but I wanna see you guys' costume. Halloween is canceled, but we can call it something else. We can call it like a hallelujah night or something like that if you guys want. That's like old school, over sorry. I accepted Jesus when I was six, you guys. Leave me alone. (laughs) So, anyway, if you guys accepted Jesus tonight, um, we want to talk to you and hang out with you. We'll see you next week. We'll see you Sunday. Have a good night. Stay warm.